Now, in studio, we've got guests from COCC, Central Oregon Community College. It is uh, Sophia Straneri and Andrew Davis. And good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Thanks Thank for having us. Oh, thanks very much for being here today. I appreciate that. So, Sophia, we'll start out with you. First, tell me what you do at the college, how long you've been there, your background, a little bit about that. Yeah, so I'm one of the admission coordinators at COCC with my coworker, Sarah. And so what we do is we help students through the enrollment process, help them apply, kind of just help them get started, see what they want to do. Um, I've been at the college six years total. So I was a student before that, and then I never really left. So it's it's been great. And I love it. Okay. And Andrew, you are Director of Student Life. What does that mean? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I get to be involved in most of the fun stuff that happens outside of the classroom. So my team oversees on-campus housing, sports and recreation, events and activities. I handle student conduct. I also help students get connected to resources outside the classroom if they're struggling, uh, maybe with housing insecurity or food insecurity. So a lot of different services in my shop, but we have a ton of fun doing it. Now, CFCC is basically a year-round operation, right? And Correct. What is you know, going on this time of year, and I'm thinking it involves both of you guys. It's a busy time of year for you. Yeah, summer's a little bit of a different pace. Most, Many of our students take the summer off, but not all of them. So, like, for instance, our housing operation, we, we have about 10% of what we would normally have, but we have some folks who are still living on campus and taking classes and we spend a lot of time doing planning and prep for the fall, which is really our big push, but, but we're still there and, um, working hard and having a lot of fun. Yeah. And so for my world, just working with a lot of prospective students, so students that haven't gotten to us yet, um, campus tours are in full swing. So <laughs> we have about three to four a week. Um, and we try so hard to avoid the heat during this time of year because it gets very hot. Um, but we have had so many groups on campus. We had Heart of Oregon last week. So there was about 70 students that came to campus and we toured them around, gave presentations, had a great time. So um, very tour heavy in the summer. Where do your tours come from? Is it local, large areas, the state, where? Yeah, so we have students coming from to us locally, but also out of state, um, out of the area. So our border states get in-state tuition, which is huge. That's a huge benefit for us. So we see a lot of students um, come from like Idaho, Washington, California, and stuff like that too. When I think of, CS, of, of a community college, I don't normally think of it being a place that has a residence hall, that people go there and live there. I think of, you know, kids got out of school here locally, they're still staying at home, so they're going to go to community college. Yeah. But you have a place where students stay almost year-round. We do. Uh, how does that Yeah, how does that work? Yeah. yeah. Um, so COCC actually has a pretty long history of having on-campus housing. Um, but in 2016, we built a new residence hall. We have we have a certain percentage that come to us from out of the area. Maybe they're in one of our programs that, that draws a, uh, from a larger base, like aviation is one, is one that comes to mind. Um, and so for those students, we wanted to be able to provide a, a rich experience. Um, and also frankly, a really cost-effective experience. Students can save a, a fair amount by living on campus and not having that commute. They can focus on their studies. So we built a, in 2016, we built a 320-bed residence hall. It's, um, I've been to a lot of residence halls, and ours is really cool, I think. It's suite-style housing. So independent living, students are with roommates. They've got a shared living room and a shared bathroom. It's not maybe what folks think about as um, 
the older style of college housing where you've got a bathroom per floor and you, you know, so students get that experience of, of being out on their own, um, but still on campus in an environment where we can work really closely with them and um, they can just come to us and really focus on, on being a student, getting involved on campus, um, studying, getting good grades. And it's really cool. We're, we're pretty thrilled to have it, to be honest. It sounds like it would, was a good act of foresight considering the way rents have gone around here. Yeah. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, I'm sure it was a combination of foresight and, um, market conditions, but for our students now, they can, um, they can come to us and, and have a pretty awesome experience. You have a waiting list for the residence hall? We don't have a waiting list yet, but we are filling up. So yeah, if students are, are thinking about, about coming and, and we love having local students live with us too. We have students from our area every year who come and live with us because they're just ready to get out of mom and dad's house, try something on their own. Um, you know, have that ability to pop home over the weekend and maybe do laundry if they want, but still, you know, get out, get out of the house and, and meet new people. Um, and so we do anticipate being full in the fall. Um, so if students are, are thinking about that, that's a thing they should, they can reach out to us now and we can guide them through that process, but we still have some space. Do mom and dad send you thank you cards for taking their kids off their hands? You know, not every day, but they usually say it on move-in day. We hear those, we hear those, we're so excited to have them here. <laughs> Sophia, what sorts of goals do these students that you talk to who are incoming have? Yeah, so it really depends on the student, which is my favorite part because we get to work with a very diverse population of students every day. Um, So I would say sometimes students are coming in to just take a class. They just want to learn something um, about maybe an art class. They want to take pottery um, to gain those skills. Or I see some students who um, dive into a certificate program that's very short term and they can turn that around and go straight into the workforce. Um, But I also have students that maybe are there for the long haul and they're like, you know what? Community college is a great start. I can get classes for a lot cheaper if I want to go on and get my bachelor's degree or master's degree at some point. So starting with us first to get those credits and then transfer. Um, So very diverse. um, And that's what I love. So I definitely hear different stories and um, different journeys every day. So what kind of a timeline do we have? I mean, are we at a point where they really need to get in their name in now if they for classes that they want <laughs> I'm a early on time person so um, that is just me but um, we do have students that you know sometimes wait until August or even early September our application um, doesn't close till about a week before classes start which is about um, September 25th so um, with my role I definitely recommend to do it now if students are wanting to come for the fall. Um, And we have a huge support staff in our admissions and records office that can help students through the steps, um, the process, especially with financial aid, because oftentimes finances are a barrier as well. So um, really good staff members to help. And then Sarah and I, that's exactly what we do with students as well. Sounds like a variety of paths. Anything more popular than another or just got a big variety? It's really varies a lot. Um, we have our programs, I think, that are bigger. Isn't our biggest still exploratory? Because um, yes, yeah. a lot of students do come to us, and they they are still exploring and, and figuring out what they want to do. So that's that's a really great path for a student that knows they want to continue on in in, edu- in their education, but maybe doesn't know yet. Oh, I want to go and do this really specific thing. Um, <clears throat> but then we get down into you know like our business programs, aviation, culinary um, is a big yeah, one. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things I actually love the most about us is that we have so many options and students can come and figure out that path for themselves, which is really cool. Maybe get into something they think they're really interested in and realize, oh, this is different than I thought. And I'm going to try this instead. What sort of programs attract people from out of the area? What, what is COCC known for? Because you mentioned culinary mm-hmm. and that is a big, that's a hot button. Yeah, for sure. So um, our culinary program, aviation program, definitely. Um, I even see students who just want to be in Bend. <laughs> so it kind of sells it for itself, which is really nice on our end. Um, so I, I actually have a student um, I'm going to see today from Utah. So um, really cool things. And um, they're wanting to come for medical assisting. So it really kind of depends. But I do see a lot of people just want to be in Bend, um, which is huge as well. The uh, With the residence hall. Yeah. Any disciplinary things? That, you know, is it? Is it <laughs> I'm just wondering. You've got a job. Yeah, I you're do like, have a job. You're like I the do. Hotel manager. I I'm going to call you, you when I am. You know, the thing that I um, that I love about COCC is that uh, we really are about education. So even when those things go wrong, it's it's we're focused on education, right? We want a safe environment for the students that are living there, a safe environment for the entire community. Certainly, things come up, um, but we really try to keep an educational lens on that. So meeting with folks when when something's gone off track that that shouldn't happen um sitting down making sure they understand why that's not appropriate what we need to do instead and most of our students after that they get back on track they want to be there um so yeah they i mean there's always shenanigans when you when you work in college housing but most of the time it's good shenanigans students just figuring you know testing boundaries being out on their own for the first time don't make me call your mother (laughs) that's a powerful motivator i bet it really is (laughs) Nobody wants to have mom or dad call. (laughs) (laughs) Never dull. (laughs) So uh, where can people find out more about on-air admissions and what they need to do next? Yeah, so our website is a great place to start. Um, We have checklists based on what type of student you are. So whether that be a first-time college student, you're transferring in, you're returning to us. Um, So there's really um, nice outlined checklists on there. Um, But always feel free to call, email, um, and we can just help you get started. And even if you don't even know where to start, that's that's a good place too. (laughs) So there's always someone to kind of guide you through that process. All right. Any other further thoughts, Andrew? Same with the housing office. If folks are thinking about living on campus, whether they know they want to or if they're just curious and have questions, they can they can get us on the web, coccedu slash housing. They can call us, um, have a conversation. Our uh, Kate at our front desk will be more than happy to tell them everything they need to know about what it takes to apply and get through the process. Well, great. Good to have you both in. I appreciate it very much. Okay, thanks so much for Thank having you. us. Andrew Davis, Director of Student Life, and Sophia Straneri, who's admissions one of the admissions coordinators at COCC here on FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.